0: About Elder Kibble, so many things come to mind. This week we've been so blessed. I want to echo those words, so blessed. Listening to him share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, particularly the power of grace. Today he comes to us from Nashville, Tennessee. A mighty long way, but he's come with true purpose and true power. Today we don't take this moment for granted. The fact that we are alive and in our right mind, sitting in God's house, positioned and placed for us to listen to a word. So today, if you feel disconnected, if you feel disrespected, if you feel disassociated, dismissed or distressed, if you feel disjointed or Disturbed. If you feel disdain, or simply you may just even feel diss, <laughs> I have a word for you. Today there's a preacher in the house. And he comes with a word. He's been hand plucked, he's been selected. Clearly from this week, we can say he's been anointed. He is a man after God's own heart. It is a privilege today that we will be able to listen to the words. Of Elder Kibble, my prayer is that we won't just be listeners of His word, but will be doers of His word. And so, after we're blessed in song by the praise team, the next voice you will hear is that of Elder Joey Kibble here, D.M.
1: I do know.
2: I made sure that I was gonna get in and get out somehow, somehow that day. Just like (laughs) Johnny, you'll find out who's on the boat. Uh, He's got to send a storm to stir it up. Realize. Fifteen. I'm going to start at verse one. I am. abide in the vine, no more can ye, except he abide in me. See, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is A branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments. And abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you. That my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. Skip down to verse 16. Ye have not chosen me.
0: But I have
2: chosen you. And ordained you. That ye should go and bring forth (laughs) fruit. And that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it. Did anybody hear the power of this chapter? Amen. And so I bought some heirloom seeds. Let me show if there are any gardeners in here. But I just want to show you that I know what I'm talking about. I got heirloom seeds. I didn't get regular seeds because most regular seeds have been genetically altered. Have you noticed that when you bite into your watermelon, the seeds look like real small. And what that means is, because it's been messed with and tangled with, it cannot bear fruit at the end of that crop because it's been genetically altered. I saw somebody you know that. You can't take those seeds and replant them because they've been genetically altered. Let me come back to that for a second. I bought heirloom seeds. Heirloom seeds are the seeds that God created. Hallelujah. That means, I can eat the fruit if I want to, but if I want to reproduce the fruit, I can take the seeds and I can replant them, and they will bear fruit. If I remember when you could take the watermelon seeds and replant them, watermelons. but now it seems that somebody in charge has changed the seeds, and at the end of every crop, they die, and you cannot replant it. Now, i give it to them. They made the fruit more sweet. They made it bigger. They made it look better. In fact, I heard they're coming out with the new apple.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like they're coming out with the new style. They're coming out with the new apple. It's supposed to be released to the market. It doesn't get brown. I'm not trying to suggest nothing. All I'm saying is, I got the seeds that can be replanted, and I can grow them over again. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes I feel like when you mess with something, and you're trying to get more produce, but you force the process, things come up that you didn't need to actually produce. You can make a tomato bigger, you can do that. You can make it. You can't jam them with a bunch of information and expect them to get that I planted last week and try to dig it up, see if any changes happen to her. <laughs> see if the seeds sprouted yet, see if that, you know, it's as silly as that, trying to expect results, when you haven't given time for the process to take hold. Right. You know what I learned, you know what I learned about? Uh, I think they're okra seeds. They have this hard shell around them, right? And so when you crack it, you actually have to give time underneath the ground for the shell to crack before the seed will get into germinate. Now, you can help it out. You can kind of soak the seed. And so that shell will actually soften up and it might germinate a little bit sooner. But there's nothing you can do to rush that process. And he started teaching me some things about people. You don't want to rush this process. Now what you can do is you can minister to that thing every single day. You can go out and you can but you got to let the process do this job. So the Holy Spirit spoke to somebody just now and said, no, let me Because in prison, just because he's in prison doesn't mean that he's locked up and he can't go. Sometimes I need to get him alone and isolate him so I can talk to him. Because sometimes there's too much going on on the outside. And there's too much distraction going on. So the actual thing that you can pray against that God pull him out of jail is actually what he needs. You might need to go ahead and get birth Because until you learn how to take care of another responsibility, you don't realize how valuable your life is. Yeah, some things are gonna be sidesteps, you're gonna have to go, you're gonna have to sacrifice some stuff. But somehow, you know, there's a reason why. LG White says that Enoch had been living up to a certain point and he knew God. He knew God. Eat In a way that doesn't fully bring forth its meaning. It's that that, that word taketh away also is translated, to, translated takes up. Now, if you're advanced, then you've probably learned it the way that you see. It. You ain't bearing fruit, he takes you away. But when I begin to realize how it is that people who own vineyards care for each one of their vines, it starts to make sense. The other translation takes up. Because sometimes they describe vines as having stepped away from, grown away from the trellis, and it falls to the ground and begins growing along the ground. And see, we're ready to cut it away because it's not bearing fruit, but it's been grown along the ground. And sometimes the answer is not to cut it away and throw it away. So what the guy does is he brings a bucket of water and he gently lifts the vine off of the ground and begins gently washing it. Because when you grow along the ground, your leaves cannot get direct access to the sunlight because it's growing along the ground. You can't bear fruit because you're growing along the ground. Now, we're quick to cut that thing away, boy. You ain't bearing fruit. I'm not seeing fruit. You're not getting results. I'm going to cut you away. Because that's how we came in and learned this thing. We got cut away. But the person, the husbandman, actually takes the, the vine and gently washes the, the dust and the soil off of the leaves. See, when dust and soil gets on the leaves because you've been them along the ground and it starts to rain, it becomes mud. And mud causes all the leaves to wither that's going to cause you to grow. So he actually takes the leaf and he, he he gently washes all that dirt off of it. And then he gently takes the vine and he begins to weave it through the trellis in an upward direction all implicated in the translation he takes up which is interesting because the next verse that follows it says now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you I need somebody to understand today he's not trying to cut you away why why would he take pleasure in cutting you away if he shed his own blood to pay for your existence. Why would he be so quick to cut you away when you ain't gone? to get that you get punished and you, you don't get it right and you're not bearing fruit. I want you to bear fruit. Because I love you. I got this stuff just from planning. I talked about, I'll come back to it. Okay. Yeah, sometimes, when you try to force growth, for whatever your agenda is, you try to force the growth, strange things happen with growth. Number one, Like I said, I can't really even prove this. All I'm saying is, we got a whole bunch of food allergies today that we didn't have before. The other thing that happens when you force growth. Some of you have come into the church Regions that are extra cold because they won't live if you take them outside and plant them. And it's still cold. So you actually have to create an environment that allows for germination. Hallelujah. 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 We have to create an environment that allows for seeds to germinate and to grow even before they are planted in the ground. Amen. You just walked off the street. Maybe you don't need to turn around right away and start ministering. You need to grow and be nourished yourself. And then there's some of y'all who've been in here for a good long while. It's time for you to get out into the street. <laughs> you just need here like the Bible says, soaking up nutrients. <laughs> you know, the Bible had to story about that. There was a tree that would not bear fruit and what happens is it's not if fig trees were supposed to bear fruit on top of the old fruit from the last season right so figs would grow over the other fruit if the fruit was still on from the last season but at no time did you need to come to the tree and find no fruit right At no time were you to catch the tree with no fruit on it whatsoever. So when Jesus came to the tree looking for fruit and found nothing, the disciples didn't understand why he was so rude to the tree. But see, what you don't realize, and I guess you have to have a green thumb to kind of realize this, the tree had nice lush green leaves. And see, what that tells you about the tree is, it's not because of a lack of nutrients that this tree is not bearing fruit, because it's getting everything it needs. They would tell me that if something's wrong with the tree, you can see it in the leaves. And if the leaves are showing signs that this is the case, then you know, okay, we need to water it, we need to prune it just a little bit more. We need to put a little more uh, 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 minerals around the sides of it, because the tree has a sickness and it needs to be helped. But if you have perfect leaves, like the Jewish nation, like the Adventist nation, we proclaim that we are in hell and there's nothing wrong with us. But we're actually poor and blind and naked because there's no fruit, but you got leaves that can be put in magazines. <laughs> He knows that there's nothing wrong with us, that. We're not lacking in any area, but there's no fruit, and that's the point of the tree. See, Jesus was going looking for fruit because he was hungry. When he speaks of fruit in here, he's speaking in one case of fruit of character. Fruit represents results. You can decode this whole thing by saying, okay. When you see fruit, you're looking for results. The fruit of an orange tree is? The fruit, the results of an apple tree are? The result of a tomato plant is? So if I'm putting all the work into keeping this tomato plant, And at the end of the season, when you should be bearing fruit, there are no tomatoes, something is wrong. Now let's just talk about solely the situation of character. The fruit of the spirit, which is character. Well, let me share this with you. Good stuff. You can write this down, and when you would go to dinner and skewer me, I want you to look at these texts. Just check it out. Check it out. The fruit of the Spirit is not the only fruit that God has said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to write down Psalm 127.3. Just write it down. Look at it later. Psalm 127.3. Just write it down. Psalm 127.3. Don't look at it now. Read it later. The fruit of the womb is what? Children. Children. Jeremiah 619, the fruit of thoughts are what? The fruit of your thoughts are what? Ideas. The results of your thoughts result in ideas, true to the thoughts. Proverbs 1820, the fruit of your mouth are words. Good. Proverbs 31, 30, and 31, the fruit of your hands is work, work, industry, labor. In Galatians 5, 22, the fruit of the Spirit is character. The the, the results of the Spirit being your life should result in character. Even in Matthew 3, 8, the fruit of repentance is is what? Let me talk about the fruit of repentance. If my wife comes into the kitchen, and the trash hasn't been taken out, and she says, babe, you didn't take the trash out, uh, could you do that for me? Yes, I got you, I got you, babe, good. She comes in the next day, the trash is piled up a little bit more. Babe, you didn't take the trash out. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't think about it, I forgot it, I'm gonna take the trash out, I got you, babe. The next day comes out, it's flowing over now. Babe, you didn't take out the trash. Oh, babe, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, I'm gonna take the trash out. I'm safe you can't you to demonstrate those character characteristics. I want to see that patience. I want to see your boss try to throw everything they can, but you just lay back in my presence and they can't touch you. They yell at you, they shoot scream at you, but you just to get all victory over sin. Why did Jesus die? He said, I know you can't do that Want you to be me with the ideas he's given you. He's already given you the ideas, you're seeing. And yes, he's thrown a power into the depths of the sea. But I want you to start telling people about how that thing messed you up. Because there are a whole bunch of people who are suffering with it right now. And I want to. Jesus said, if it be job